hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Wow, what a month it's been. Some of the stock market averages are on track to have their best month in years, which has me thinking that we might have gone a bit too far, a bit too fast here. To give you an idea, the market is currently trading at over 19 times forward earnings estimates, which according to FactSet would be higher than the five and 10 year average. And, and it's more expensive now than when stocks hit their peak back in mid-February. Seems that the market's pricing in a rapid return to normal by early next year, at least on the earnings front. And yes, that's possible, especially when you're considering the, the amount of fiscal and monetary stimulus that's been provided. But we still have a whole bunch of unknowns out there. I'm confident the economy is going to recover, but expectations may have gotten ahead of the tangible data here. The market typically, after a big pullback, it'll rally. And then it'll retest the lows. And I'm not saying we'll do it this time, but typically it'll retest the lows. And that rally is almost always led by small cap type stocks. In the current rally that we have, it's really been comprised of mainly five of the largest companies in the S&P. And you know them, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. That all makes sense. And you can throw in a few healthcare stocks too. What you'd ideally like to see is a rotation out of those types of stocks into the more cyclical stocks, the smaller caps, the financials. That'll really let you know that we're coming out of the recession. The real question is, is how do you as an investor navigate through all this? And I really haven't talked about the basics in a while, so I wanted to spend a few minutes on it today. The first thing I think you should do, and hopefully you've already done it, if not, we can help you with it, That's have a plan. You should always have a plan. I can't emphasize that enough. If you're building a house, well, you get blueprints. If you're deciding that you want to challenge yourself and run a marathon, well, then you set up some sort of training program to get there, get to achieve your goal. If you want to retire, and I'll put retiring quotes there because retirement means so many different things to so many different people. But if you want to retire at some point, you're going to need to have a plan. The plan is really the foundation. It tells you what you need to do savings-wise, and it tells you what your investments need to do for you. Once you know this, that's when you can start to develop your asset allocation. That's how much you want in stocks, bonds, and cash. If you don't need to take a lot of risks, then you shouldn't. Most of the listeners out there, you don't need to achieve double-digit type returns to get to where you want to be. So if you can call down on the risk, well, why wouldn't you? To sum it up, have a plan. Turn the invisible into the visible. Develop a reasonable asset allocation. The goal, the real goal, should be to meet or exceed that plan with the appropriate amount of risk, not just trying to outperform the market. To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Studies show that you are much more likely to succeed if you have a written plan. And the next thing I want you to do is to be value-oriented. 
there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that you should be value oriented. And there's a lot of definitions on what being a value investor is. But simply put, I think if you buy quality companies and you buy them when you think that they're inexpensive, well, that just sounds like good common sense, but it's not what a lot of investors do. You also need to be patient. Don't expect to have an investment payoff right after you buy it because that's likely not going to happen. Own good companies based off the fundamentals and be patient. Those really are the three key things a long-term investor should do to help themselves. One, have a plan. Two, be value-oriented. And then three, be patient. If you can do those three things, I think you'll be successful over the long run. Let me give you some other thoughts too. Try and know your limits. Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you don't really understand it yourself. If you're managing your own portfolio, it's really important to know what you're good at and what you're not good at, what you understand and what you don't really understand. If you really know what you own and why you own it by doing your research and uh, making sure it's appropriate for you, it'll give you the conviction you'll need for when the market gets sideways. Don't ever feel bad about sitting out on something that you don't understand. Getting outside your circle of competency really isn't such a great idea. I would also say that you don't want to trade. Don't get caught up in the short-term price movements. Pepsi goes up a couple of dollars one day, down a couple of dollars the next day. That doesn't mean they sold more Pepsi one day and less Pepsi the next. Long-term real wealth is created by latching on to great businesses run by good, honest managers who act like owners. Those managers that make the right asset allocation decisions, who grow their dividends, who grow the value of the business over the long term. That's what most people should be thinking about, the long term. And I'll say one last thing. Make sure that you review your portfolio and your financial plan for that matter. You should look at your financial plan at least once a year. But review your portfolio and pay attention to the poor performers. There are plenty plenty of investors who have this tendency to sell their winners and hold their losers, and they just end up with a big ball of yuck. That's because they don't ever want to take a loss, and they end up holding all their losers. You should be doing just the opposite. You should be looking to exit your losers and holding your winners. Okay, let's leave it there. We've run out of time. If you have questions or you're looking for advice, please consider us. Our phone number is 571-261-7670. We'll be back next week. Until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow them. I'm Eric Whiteman, and this is Common Sense Investing. You've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. 
Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.